You're listening to Life with the Lambs podcast with your hosts, Jonathan and Candace Lamb. This episode was recorded live on Facebook, so you may hear references to our viewers and other Facebook social media lingo. This episode is all about sacrifice. When it comes to pursuing our dream or purpose in life, how far are we really willing to go? If you have a big dream in your heart, or you feel like God has given you a vision for your future, and you're navigating the sacrifices that come with that, then you don't want to miss this show. Stay tuned for the episode already in progress. All right, we are about to dig on in to our topic of discussion tonight, and that topic is sacrifice. Um, I think we were... um, I think that we came across a lot of interesting discoveries in our preparation for the show. As we were talking through our own um, pursuit of purpose, um, you know, before Jonathan and I got married, we were pursuing our purpose. And so we we each had our own um, uh, perspectives of how that was going and what we had to give up to get uh, where we are right now. And so Jonathan, I wanted to kind of start by asking you some questions because I felt like um, it was really interesting what you had to say. Um, The first question I wanted to ask you was, when do you feel like you had to start making those sacrifices? Oh my gosh. Um, Man, I think for me, as we talked through, as we talked through this conversation, you know, like you said, as we were preparing, I think I started making sacrifices And it's weird because I look back on them and I'm like, were they really sacrifices? Because, and because there's benefit to sacrifice. So, um, but I think, you know, many of you know my, or some of you may know my story, but like at 12, I was like battling depression, you know, or borderline, you know, like every night I was just, I was struggling. Well, hold on a second. Uh, Don't put the air quotes on there. You were battling what you believe to be depression. Yeah, but after this this meeting I really <laughs> you didn't see the full thing so I was just tired no I'm joking <laughs> uh, so yeah like so at 12 I was like I was just kind of going through it guys um there was a lot of changes going on and I was like god like if you're real reveal yourself to me if you're not um leave me alone type thing and I'll figure something else out and how I was going to figure it out was not good and so um, at that <laughs> At that moment, I began, as always, right? Yeah, I began to sense God, um, and I was on this journey. And at 13, I really started living for the Lord and pursuing the things of God. Really, was God pursuing me? But that's a whole other thing. And then at 14, um, man, I had this encounter with God that has changed that changed my life forever. And so from that point on, I was just, I was at a place where I was trying to have relationship with God. And I realized that, or I felt like I needed to make changes so that nothing would mess up this relationship. And so I, you know, I'm in high school at the time. I didn't go to any dances. I'm not saying, I'm not recommending this. I'm just telling you my story. And so I didn't go to any dances. I didn't go to my prom, my, my junior prom, senior prom. Um, I was doing a lot of things um, in the church, like in other cities. I was playing drums um, as a kid for Brown University gospel choir um i was i was going to the city and and ministering um in music like at different churches and things like that and um but i just was like i was just wrestling and i was like you know got to the place where i was like okay god i don't want to do ministry i don't want to pastor i come from a pastor's home um i think i'm third or fourth or fifth generation preacher um crazy so i was like i ain't doing that like i'm trying to make some money i'm trying to live the high life or whatever like you know people are crazy and so um but i got to a point where i'm like god if that's what you want me to do i'll do it like i've tried to run my life long enough and i've i know i was only 13 but i had made a mess of it in that little bit of time but i was like yo like 
just take the reins, Jesus. You know what I mean? And so I, at that point, I started sacrificing um, certain relationships and certain friendships and certain things that I could have done um, to do the thing that I believed that the Lord was going to be pleased with. And, you know, it's worked out, you know what I mean? And again, this is not a formula for success in the sense of you, you need to do it my way or like, don't go back and tell your kids, you can't go dance, you can't do this or whatever, because I probably would have done it a lot different if I went back now, but that's where I was. And so I wanted the Lord to know that I was serious and I wanted to remove everything out of the way that could possibly jack up what I was building with God. Because before, before I encountered him, my life was so jacked that I didn't want to be on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. And then after I encountered him, it was so good that I was like, I ain't trying to mess this up. Mm-hmm. And so the sacrifice really didn't feel like a sacrifice because I knew that there was something greater on the on the other side now let me ask you this question the things that you sacrificed at 13 and 14 years old Mm -hmm. i would imagine they were things that you had been taught that needed to be sacrificed and they weren't things that you just kind of came up with would that be true yeah i mean so like i said my parents were pastors um and they were really cool they weren't like you can't do this you can't do you know whatever whatever um But then, like, I would spend my summers in New Jersey from, like, a little kid up until I was a teenager. And um, and so they were, like, they were Kojic, Church of God in Christ. Um, They were holiness. You know, like, at that time, my grandmother was still not. And I think she, my grandma's 104. She'll probably still say, you don't need to go to no movies or whatever, you know. But, like, we couldn't go to movies. There was a lot we couldn't do. And that was the only picture that I, I really had of folks experiencing the power of God, enjoying their relationship with the Lord. Um, and it was, an, it was exciting. It was like in an exciting environment. And so I was just like, if that's what it takes, then that's what I'm going to do. And so no one actually told me that, but it's kind of what I gleaned and what I caught from the community that I was exposed to. I think I find that so interesting because I, I do believe that God honored that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though, you know, as we were talking, I started thinking the same thing that you were thinking. Like you said, um, when I look back at some of the sacrifices or the things that I would consider to be sacrifices that I thought were sacrifices then, I look at them now and I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> that was kind of just a choice. I don't know that it was a real sacrifice, but in the, in the season, it definitely felt that that way. And I think, you know, because you and I come from such different backgrounds, um, the things that you say that you sacrificed for your relationship with the Lord, they never even crossed my mind Mm. to sacrifice. Um, I did have sacrifices and they were dear to me, but those, the things that you sacrificed, they just never, Mm -hmm. (laughs) never really. When did you begin to sacrifice and Um, I, my biggest sacrifices, um, I remember making a a big sacrifice for me when I was in high school and, um, I, some people know this story, but I, my heart's desire was to go to Spelman University. And, um, I had started the process of getting my paperwork and all of those things prepared to go to Spelman. And, um, uh, when I was, um, on vacation one year, my parents were driving through Oklahoma and we stopped at Oral Roberts University. And uh, when I saw that school, the, I, I felt like the Lord talk, um, spoke to my heart and told me that that's the school that I needed to go to. And man, did I not want to do that um, because I really wanted to go to Spelman because I felt like Spelman represented for me a freedom, um, uh, this place of exploration of all of these new things and something other than what I was used to, which was school and church. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt like ORU was just more of the same. And so I was like, ugh, I don't want to do that. But um, I felt like that was probably one of the first definitive words that I knew that the Lord had spoke to me and nobody else. And so 
I wrestled with that for a very long, well, relatively, I wrestled with it for a long time. And, um, and finally, when I made the decision to go to Oral Roberts University, everything fell into place so quickly and so smoothly that it scared me. And mm -hmm. I knew that I had heard from God. Um, but I still, in my heart, felt like I was giving up something that I really wanted to do what God wanted me to do. Right. It's so interesting as we were talking about that, because, um, you know, when I graduated, uh, you were talking about going to Spelman and I was thinking about going to Morehouse and Howard or Howard University. And I applied to ORU of all places. And um, and so I ORU responded before I could even really do the applications for Morehouse and Howard. Um, but it's interesting because our connection or our obedience or what have you to go to ORU is one of the things that really connected us. Um, I don't know how else we would have met um, if we both weren't at ORU, even though we were there at different times. But it's interesting that maybe if I would have went to Morehouse, the Lord would have re released you to Spelman. So I don't know. <laughs> but, but yeah, like it was crazy. Like as we were talking, you know, there was a level of, you know, there was just this level of God. Like I want my heart, like it's something when your heart is towards God. You know what I mean? And and it was like, it was never anybody saying, you can't do this, you got to do this, or what have you. But it really was just this place of like, okay, God, like, there's things I want to do, but like, you know better than I do. And um, and so there was, there was just sacrifices. Like, there was things, like, even in high school, certain relationships, um, certain relationships that um, I had or what have you, like it could have went another way, but I, you know, I was like, no, like I'm not really fresh. Yeah. Like I, I didn't even start dating until college. Right. And so I was just, I was naive. I was hungry for God. I was like, I didn't have no game, you know, those things. And like, even at ORU, like I found out that, you know, I thought like everybody was in revival. Everyone was in the prayer, prayer gardens or the Don't prayer. And I quickly realized everybody wasn't, well, they were there, but they weren't praying. And everybody so, in the prayer garden wasn't praying. <laughs> they weren't praying. Uh -oh. <laughs> but they were trying to get to know folks biblically. But anyway, oh, so, um, so it was just crazy. But I, I found that we, I began to live a life of Lord, you have the final say in my life like right. take the reins like and there was times where like he was like do it do what you want to do but i was like god take the reins you know what i mean that's true and i that's that's one thing that i i find that's very interesting of all of the sacrifices that i have made in the pursuit of purpose one of the most interesting things is that it has not come from ex an external source right they have all been something that I felt the Lord impressing on my heart and in my spirit that I knew that I needed to do. And, and that somehow I had the grace to do it, even though I really sometimes did not want to do that thing. And so for anybody that's watching, for anybody who finds themselves in that situation, um, you know, there are sacrifices and, and, you know, <laughs> you can leave a, leave a comment or something if your experience is different. But if your experience has been the same and you're wanting to encourage somebody tonight, I just want you to hit the heart button and let somebody else know that any sacrifice that you have made for, your for the pursuit of your own purpose has come from the Lord dealing directly with your heart. I think that a lot of people struggle with feeling the pressure of community and wanting to make sacrifices because of the pressure of community um, in order to pursue the purpose. But really, when God is trying to direct your path and when he is leading you, like the Bible says, our steps are ordered, he is always dealing with us directly about the things that we have to let go. And nine times out of 10, they don't look anything like what the person next to us has to let go of. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I've, I have found to, to be the, the case. Yeah. And like, it's so crazy because sometimes it's letting go. Sometimes it's starting something <laughs> new. Sometimes I remember, <laughs> I remember again, back when I was in, in high school, I don't know why I'm on this high school tip, but, I don't know either. <laughs> but when I was, I was, I was 15 
and summer was coming and I was, I don't know what I thought I was going to do that summer, but I, what I ended up doing was not what I was planning on doing. And so maybe this, I, this is not to contradict what you're saying, but like, um, my mom was like, you're, you're working at this, uh, Christian camp this summer. I was like, no, I'm not. She was like, yeah, you are. And so I was like, no. And I was so upset because it was in the woods. There was like the water that we had to swim in had leeches in it. It was just, it was crazy. Right. And so, and it was like an overnight tent situation. You didn't have water to swim in. Listen, it was, it was horrible. Right. Bathrooms without any, like, no, dude, it was just, it was bad. And so, but I get there and it's like, all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm pursuing God. Like, again, it's like, as you go, like, you're always pursuing God. You're always, you know, communing with the Lord. You know what I mean? And long story short, like, I went there as a counselor in training. I ended up working there. They ended up, I had to pay to be there. But then by the end of the summer, they paid me to be there. Um, they put me over uh, this group of campers. And I remember so distinctly that that week, um, we had probably about 50 to 100 campers that we were responsible for, and all of them gave their heart to the Lord that week. And, I mean, it was crazy. And we woke up our camp director at, like, 3 in the morning. We were like, oh, our campers got saved. We're, like, screaming, you know. And he's like, what, what, what? And I'm like, oh, our campers got saved. And, um, and it was just uh, – and so it was just incredible. It was incredible. And out of that ministry was launched, you know, right after that, the fall, that was the summer in the fall, they called me and they were like, we want you to preach at this youth convention. I had never preached before. Right. Scared out of my mind. And like, but again, the sacrifice to do it, the sacrifice to not have an attitude against it, the sacrifice of sometimes you don't even know what you're sacrificing, but like to say, whatever it is, God, I'm going to have a good attitude about it. Like it just, it, your sacrifice when God is in it, it always opens up something greater. That's the truth. It always opens up something greater. And so Candace can tell you about how her and I met um, because she was, she graduated. She was on her way. She like, there was folks waiting on her. You want to share that story? <laughs> that is true. So when I graduated college, I was engaged to another, another young, young man. And um, I was pursuing the Lord. Well, prior to, prior to my graduation, um, as I was sharing with Jonathan earlier, um, when I was at Oral Roberts University, um, I was going there in obedience and I really had some expectations about being there. I felt like being in that environment because it was going to be more of the same, more school, more church. I felt like I was going to be more solid in my faith. I felt like this was the place that I was just going to, you know, just go to higher heights in my relationship with God, because how could you not? You're going to school and you're going to chapel and, you know, Jesus is walking the, the corridors. What in the world? <laughs> <laughs> When I got there, I was like, oh my gosh, this is nothing that I expected. And I even remember um, feeling really, really confused at, at one point because I felt like I was going to all of these different church services. And because of the way that my brain works, I'm trying to take everything that I'm hearing and I'm trying to put it into one big picture um, of who God is. And I felt like the messages that I was getting from all these places was conflicting. And so I got to a point where I remember being in my dorm room and I just remember praying to the Lord and saying, hey, listen, I don't want another church service. I don't want another prophetic word. I don't want anything else. Like, I don't want to hear about you from anybody else. If you don't introduce yourself to me and you don't make yourself known, I won't know you. Okay. And I remember um, shutting myself in my dorm room and and reading the Bible for hours and just committing my time to the Lord. And I would talk to him out loud and I would um, read through the Bible and I would just spend time because I was like, I've got to get to know you for myself because everybody else that's telling me about you, I'm not, I'm not getting this picture. Like, I feel like you're a schizophrenic. I feel like you're angry or you're 
happy, you're super lenient, or you're super strict, like, who are you? <laughs> and so I remember um, setting that, that time aside to really um, hear from the Lord and really get to know his voice. So fast forward. So that was a sacrifice for me, but that was a sacrifice I made up uh, gladly because I had something in mind that I was going after. Now, fast forward to my graduation. Here I was. I was engaged to a young man. He was a um, really great pastor's kid. And uh my family was all on board. Everybody was ready for me to come home because I was going to get married and do ministry and pursue the rest of my career and all of that stuff. And then all of a sudden the Lord told me no. And I was like, <laughs> what? And so um, the Lord told me to break it off with no explanation, with no additional words <laughs> he just told me to break it off and on top of that he told me not to go home and so here I was in a state I had no connections to anybody really didn't have any meaningful friends that were in the in the city that I was in and the Lord was telling me to break off my my engagement and to not go home and um, I remember doing that. I remember crying um, <laughs> and asking the Lord, like, what are you doing to me? What are you doing to me? What is this? Because I had never, ever been faced with that kind of um, a faith decision. Never. Like, that was huge for me. And um, I remember doing it and, like, just the just the anxiety the the everything related to it you know what i mean like it was a sacrifice for the lord but i did not it wasn't like oh this is wonderful i'm just making a sacrifice for jesus oh everything's great no like it was hard it was hard for me to do it but the same month that I did it was the same month that I met Jonathan. Eight years later, I would be married to him. And um, now look at us. But who knew then that that's what the Lord was doing? Right. So, um, to, and you that know. Very, that very month, wasn't it the very month that you made the decision to stay? You got your own place and all those things. That was the very month that her and I met. Yep. And so God started it like... The Bible says that the steps of a good man or good woman are ordered by the Lord. And so like he's already he's already put things in place, right? And the trouble is like the issue is not with God, it's really with us. And like and the crazy thing is is that we asked him for it. We're like, God, I want you to use me. Shout out to uh Pastor Vanessa Quaino. Yes, yeah, shout out. <laughs> In Rhode Island. I don't think she's on, but I just have to shout her out because I remember sitting in a young adult Bible study and she was going around the room. Um, if Lathanza was on tonight, he could attest to this because he was sitting right next to me. And she was like, what do you want from the Lord? And maybe that's the question for the, we had another question of the other night, but maybe that's one of the questions for tonight. What do you want from God? Yeah. What do you want God to do in your life? I feel that so strong. And yeah. so she asked that question, went around the room, and I was like, I want God to use me. And she said, are you sure? <laughs> like she gave me like this, yeah. like, like everything went silent. And she just looked at me like dead in my eyes. She was like, are you sure that's what you want me to pray? And I was like, I'm sure. You know how we like, yeah, of course I'm sure. And then she was like, Jonathan, are you sure? Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sure. Cuz here's like the thing. this sobering yeah. moment. Cuz here's the thing. You can be a believer in Jesus Christ and not sign up for that. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? You can be a believer of Jesus Christ and just love him. Yeah. But if you are one of those people, and I don't know how it works, but I was like you, like as a kid, like, you know, that song that says, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. 
If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, and speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. I remember hearing that song and I would just burst into tears. Like there was something that just just drew me like, yes, God, that's exactly what I want. And I don't know how to do it, but here's my whole life. And you can just yeah. have it, have it, have it, you know? Yeah. And it is a real thing. And when you say that, that means something to God. Absolutely. And he's like, I can use you, but let me get you into the position where I really can use you. You know, and he starts molding you and he starts stripping things away and he starts allowing you to go through things. And he allows you to, you know, he gives you choice among along the way. And and sometimes like we were like, I'm saying yes to you, God, thinking, OK, here we go. It's going to be this life of just amazement and all of these things. But it's even with Jesus, as soon as the spirit of God descends on him like a dove, the first thing that the spirit does is throws him into the, drives him into the wilderness. We yes. to the wilderness to be tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. And you're like, what? You know what I mean? And so like. Wait, wait, wait. He drives him into the wilderness for 40 days and 40, just to be in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. Right, fasting. But he drives him into the wilderness to be tempted for 40 right. days and 40 nights. Like, yeah. geez. Yeah, like it's not a game because it's the process that makes us ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so interesting because a lot of times we're like, man, I'm in the fight. I'm in this. And the Lord's like, dude, you haven't even stepped into what I really called you to yet. I am just preparing you for the things. And like, it's funny when I lived in, in Tulsa and, um, like in the summers, Tulsa is like hell on earth. Like it's, it's like in terms of temperature. Yeah, it's like 120 degrees or 110 degrees or whatever like that. That's true. So I remember I decided, like, I'm going to get in shape. And I went to this boxing gym. And this boxing gym was, like, basically a warehouse with no air condition. It had a ring in it. It had some punching bags and all this other kind of stuff. And it was 120 degrees inside the gym. So you had to go outside to cool off in 110 degrees. And so... I remember being in there, I was out of shape, I was overweight, I was all of these things, and I was dying in the gym. And the trainer was like, he was had me hitting the pads, he was like, punch it out, punch it out, punch it out. And I'm like, so at first he just let me do one round, and he was like, okay, go. Like, the next couple of days he was like, I was like ready to walk out after the one round, he was like, where are you going? And I'm like, do you realize I'm dying? Keep your hands up. I'm like, no, I'm dying, guys. Like, do you have, do you know CPR? And, but it hit me that this is my trainer and he is training me in a controlled environment and he's preparing me for a fight that may happen later on. And in the fight, no one's going to say time out. In the fight, no one's going to, the enemy's not going to let up. In the fight, you've got to be able to stand. In the fight, you got to, and so many times the Lord is preparing us and taking us through these little mini battles or these different things, but he is taking us in a controlled environment to get us ready for the very thing that he really wants us to do. How are we going to run a company if we can't get along with our coworkers and our nine to five? Like how, like he is training us he is walking us through. He's making us sacrifice in places where it doesn't mean life or death. But he's taking us to a place where we will be the CEO. We will be the president. We will be in charge of a crew uh, that's making life and death situations. Uh, decisions or whatever. But if I can't trust you in the little things, how am I going to trust you uh, when it really, really, really matters? And right. So it's really, it's really about building a discipline. Absolutely. And yeah. so it, it's like, if I can't trust you, uh, to get up a little bit early and pray, how am I gonna trust you to be able to make a pivot on a dime because something has happened and I need you to move right now? Like right. training us and testing us that 
I know you just moved here and I know you just got into the, the house. I know you just got your stuff, but I need you to go, go over here next month. Yep. And it's like, we can either argue for the next month of God. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Or we can move knowing that whatever he has over here, it's for me and it's for me to do something great. And I right. think some of you, uh, you may be in the fight right now and it feels like sacrifice and it feels like I I'm dying. It feels like God, I know I asked you for this, but like, seriously, I don't even need all that. I just need, I need, I just need three meals a day and I just need to make sure my bills are paid. I just want my lights on. That's all I need. God forget, forget. I don't know what I was thinking. God, I was dreaming big. I got a, I got too big for my, and the Lord's like, no, 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 no. You weren't dreaming big enough. Just stick in there because yeah. I'm making you ready. I'm getting you ready for the big stage. I remember feeling like I wanted the Lord to be able to use me for the important things, you know? And I think when you, when you are the person who has that dream in your head that you want God to use you, you automatically connect that with significant things. And I remember being in a space where I was really um, wrestling with the Lord about my obedience on simple things. And I remember him telling me, Candace, I can't, like, I can't trust you to obey me in these big areas because I can't trust you to obey me in the small areas. Yeah. And so he's like, if I can't trust you, and, and this was at the time when I felt him kind of um, start speaking to me to be to give a word of encouragement or something like that to somebody. And I was like second guessing myself and I don't know. And, ooh, I, da, 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 uh, uh, and I remember him saying, Candace, like, I couldn't give you a word that would change somebody's life that was time sensitive because it's taken you two weeks to encourage somebody right. when I told you to encourage them. And I just remembered being so sobered by that moment, like, oh my gosh. And it never really dawned on me that the word of the Lord that, that comes to us is time sensitive right. because we have been conditioned so much to think that when I get around to it, it's just the same and it's not. Yeah, it's like we think it's a suggestion or we think, oh, oh, if I don't do it, God will have somebody else do it. And no, 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 no. Like, that's not the case, guys. That's not, not all the time. Case. And sometimes people are literally waiting on you. They're in a place. Let me say this. Some of the things that you're going through, and I found this in my own life, like some of the things that you're going through has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do like whether you made the right decision or the wrong decision or what have you. But sometimes God will put you in a situation, in a circumstance because of the people that you're called to minister to. Because you need to develop a compassion. You need to develop. We were talking about this today. There was some things going on. I was, we were working or I was working. I was, I was working for a ministry and like nobody knew the state that I was in financially. And it was like, it was tough and it was rough. And the Lord was like, don't call home. Don't, don't say nothing to nobody or what have you. Trust me through this. And I'm like, uh. like that, like the, the guy that's holding the weight over you. You know what I mean? Like he's helping you, uh, he's body you and he's like, hold it, hold it, hold yeah. it. Uh, I'm like, uh, uh. right. And I'm like, dude, I've got to, because at that time I was quick to run to a resource that I knew would fix it for me. Yes. And the Lord's like, you're not trusting me. You're not trusting me in this. Like, I'm going to come through for you. And, and I remember that the Lord sent somebody, oh, my gosh, like someone that didn't look like me, didn't, like, we, we like different things, like all this kind of stuff, but became one of my best friends in that season. And he was just like, come like, come on over for dinner. You know what I mean? And I don't, to this day, I don't know if he knew what was going on or what have you, but like, it was almost an everyday thing. There was an invite and it was like, and I needed it, you know? And so now like when we start doing ministry and we start ministering to folks that may have, like, they look like they don't need anything. I like, there's a sensitivity and a compassion that says, you don't have to tell me your situation, but I just want you to know that this is available for you. 
That's the truth. That's the truth. Hold on just two seconds. I want to give a shout out to everybody that I'm seeing online. Um, hey, guys, I see some of your comments. Brianna, yes, girl, we are talking to you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Penny, uh, Sister Ruth Mary Bean, yes, 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 you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, and if you're enjoying this conversation and you know that there is somebody that needs to hear this, I want to encourage you right now to hit the share button. Um, you can share it directly with them or you can share it to your page. But I believe by the spirit of God that somebody else needs to hear this, y'all. Like, here's the thing about sacrifice. There are things that the Lord requires for us to sacrifice. And I believe that those things accelerate us into our next place. But I also believe that there are things that we sacrifice that have nothing to do with what God requires. And it's a waste of energy and it's a waste of resources. And the enemy uses that to distract us. And so we're trying to just tell you guys our story. Right. So that you can hone into what God is saying so that you're giving up the things that you have to give up. Because there are times when I've looked back and I'm like, I did not have to do that. Right. I did not have to do that. And yes, the Lord will honor it. But I was ignorant because I didn't realize that I didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. And so there are things. And so um, I want you guys to, 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 you know, continue to leave comments. And if you have questions or if you want us to pray with you guys after, continue to just engage with us and let us know how this is um, benefiting you. Mm -hmm. So Jonathan, something else. You, you've been talking about the high school and all of that stuff. Okay, you were talking about um, being in that place where the Lord was like, don't ask for help. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember being in a, in a similar place. And... Um, because... Go ahead. Because sometimes you have, you have to get to a place where you see God as your father. Like, like God is so big, right? And, and a lot of times, again, sometimes in church or in the environments that we are, and I'm not hating on church because it's in, the, it's in that community that we learn who God is through different people, through different, you know, like we see, we see God in different people and all of those things. But there comes a time where you begin to, um, you have to see God for yourself. And there's times where he will use people to bless you. There's times where he'll give you instruction on what to do. And you just have to obey that instruction and resources come. And it's not just about resources, but doors open, opportunities come, all those things. There's times where he's like, you're going to have to walk through this one. There's times where you're going to have to pray through this one. There's times where, and you have to be sensitive to hear the voice of God because it really, we say sacrifice, but really it's about obedience. Right. And sometimes obedience it entails sacrifice. It includes sacrifice. But then there's times where we just got to obey God. And sometimes instead of obeying God, because we really don't want to do what he says, we're like, nah, I'll just sacrifice God. That's like, I don't want to forgive her. So I'm just going to, I'll fast for 30 days. Like, I'll give up social media. And the Lord's like, no, I need you to go and reconcile with your mama. I need you to go reconcile with that person that hasn't apologized. And you're like, God, I'll just give to the poor. I got all these clothes. I got all these shoes. Like, let me just give to goodwill. And, like, you can do that. You can sacrifice those things. But he's like, that's not what I'm requiring of you. What I'm requiring of you is to march yourself down and have a conversation and apologize and get it right That's and right. talk through it That's or what right. have you. And so, again, you have to be sensitive and to know. Even recently, the Lord, the Lord spoke some things to me about what to do um, on a consecration. I'm like, well, God, I'll do this and I'll do this. And I'm like, I'm always trying to up the ante, right? And he's like, first of all, I didn't ask you to do that. <laughs> Secondly, you know you're not going to exactly. keep it in the first place. Yeah, like he's like, just do what I'm telling you to do, yep. you know, in this situation. And so sometimes we want to be, we want to go further than what he's saying do. And then sometimes we don't want to do what he's saying do. But like I found out, like, stay in the sweet spot. Stay where God is because that's where your provision is. That's where your peace is. That's where your, your protection is. That's where your sanity is. That's and here's where the thing. Sleep is. Here's the thing. 
we sometimes obsess so much about doing the thing. We want God to use us to do this thing. And sometimes we can be so short-sighted or so narrowly focused on the thing. And God's like, you don't understand what kind of person you have to be in order to do the thing. And I am trying to build the person to be able to do the thing. I'm not just trying to get you, you know what I mean, to bring you and the thing together for an opportunity. I'm trying to build the person that can sustain the pressure of being able to do the thing. I'm trying to build a person who can um, still maintain their integrity while they're able to do the thing. Like there's so many factors that go into being the person that can do the thing that if we are not careful, we will want God to rig us up. Right. Like Jerry rig us up to be able to be used. And the Lord's like, I don't work like that. Right. And sometimes you don't even know what you're supposed to be or to do the thing. Right? Because sometimes it's not true. creating. Most times. Like, the position's not, I feel God right there. Like, some of y'all are about to walk into some things, into a position that has not even been created yet. It hasn't even been thought about yet. But when you show up, God is going to, they're going to create a title, create a position. He's going to create an environment where everything that you've had to walk through and everything that you had to be, uh, go through and everything that you had to sacrifice for is tailor made for this environment, for this community, for this people. And all of a sudden they're going to say, run with this. And it's going to yeah. be perfect for you. But like we keep fighting God because we're looking to move into things that are already established. It's but some true. of you are pioneers. Some of you are going to create new technologies. Some of you are going to create new industries or you're going to create a subculture within the industry. And I'm telling you, submit yourself to God. Submit yourself to God. Stop. Mm. Stop complaining. Stop looking at what people have done or haven't done. Stop looking at people that don't have the same vision or the same motivation or the same uh, desires as you and saying, well, they should do this and they should do that. No, 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 no. It's not for them to do. It's for you to do. And so just hush your mouth. Do what God has said. I hope y'all still love me. Uh, do what God has said and watch him break open this thing for you. Yeah. And really, we have to stop trying to force God to play by the physical realm's rules. Yeah. Um, and I have been so guilty of this, like being like, well, God, if you're going to bless me, it has to come through this structure. It has to come through this tangible way. It has to come through these things. And the Lord's like, Candace, I am not subject to what you're subject to. I am not subject to the rules of this world. I am not subject to your job. I am not subject to your bank. I'm not sub like, I am not subject to your bills. I'm not subject to how these things are set up. Right. That is the whole reason why the Bible says to walk by faith and not by sight. Right. And half of the things that we are sacrificing is because the Lord is trying to teach us how to walk in another realm. Yes. And we keep trying to force God into our realm. God, no, do it so I can see it. Do it so I can see it. And he's like, no, no, no. You got to walk in the space that I'm in. Right. right. And I'll give you sight for it. Right. But we don't, you know what I mean? Like if we can, if we build the discipline to do it like God tells us to do it. We build vision for the realm of faith. Yeah. Matter of fact, we were talking about this earlier in Hebrews. I believe it's Hebrews 11 uh, and 6, I think. I have to check that. But it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Like, you cannot please God without faith, right? But then it goes on to say this. It says, uh, you must first believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And so the problem is, is that when we, when we start pulling back from God or when he's saying move forward or whatever, and we start giving resistance, we believe that God exists. Like most of us are not going to deny that, but we're not sure if he's going to reward us. We're not sure that our diligence, our diligently seeking him or our sacrifice is going to pay off. 
And that's where you have to get to the place to know that God is a good God. He is a good father. He, he has your best interests at heart. And if he's telling you to do something, he's not telling you to tease you. He's not holding a carrot in front of you so that you just chase it the rest of your life. But he's showing you because he knows what's coming that no one else can see. Yeah. And so he's preparing things. He's like, listen, I need you to do A, B, and C. While you're working on A, B, and C, I am working on this thing that by the time you get done with C, it's going to be ready for you. And so you look at the story of Joseph. Joseph, as a kid, has a dream that I'm going to be ruling over my family. I'm going to be balling. I'm going to be, it's going to be out of control. Y'all going to bow down to me, bow down, all that kind of stuff, not knowing that he was going to have to wait 13 years to get it. And by the time he got it, it was like, it wasn't even this party. It was like, <laughs> uh, I'm so glad. But God was working on something that nobody could have foreseen but he's preparing Joseph as a teenager to begin to take the throne as an adult. And some of you, you know that you sense that, man, God has something for me. You sense, man, I need to go back to school. You sense, man, I need to get up early. You sense, I need to, I need to get things in line. I need to get rid of some of this clutter. I need to do this. I need to write this book. I need to jot down these memoirs. I need to start working on this business plan. I don't even have a place to put it. I need to work on this music. I need to do this. I need to educate myself in this area. I need to educate myself in this area. And you have no reason why, other than you since something is happening, but I'm telling you, as you begin to give yourself over to it, God is not going, I promise you, God is not going to lay out the plan from A to Z. He's going to give you step one and maybe step two. As you complete step two, he'll give you step three and he will walk you through this thing, but he already knows what he's preparing you for to take the throne later on. And so, but if we do not obey fully, the Bible says if we're obedient, if we be obedient, willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. And so, like some of us, we're being obedient, but we're complaining the whole time. I don't know why I got to do this. I don't know why they keep putting this responsibility on me. I don't know. I don't know. They don't. I don't know. Like, and we have this attitude and the Lord's like, just be willing. I am causing them to pay you to teach you. Because you're about to run this whole thing. You're about to see, I'm giving you a seat in the back room to see the holes in the program, to see the holes in the business plan, to see what works and what doesn't work, to see what new technologies there are. I'm allowing you to be, uh, I know that this is your department, but they keep asking you to help in these three other departments so that you can begin to see the whole picture. So when it's time for you to speak, you have, you come across as 10 times better and you know what to do you know how to do it and now they're cutting you a check to run the thing and that's if we use the opportunity that God has given us properly and some of us and I've been guilty of this the Lord gives us these um, these places of advantage where you can see the holes and you can see the opportunity and all you do is speak against it all you do is expose it you expose the things that are not wrong and you talk to everybody about it because it's a point of frustration with you but if once once you change your perspective and you realize that God has given you insight and now when when you couple your partnership with the Lord and say God give me wisdom for the things that I see so that I can become a solution Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we don't want to become a solution until we have the opportunity. Absolutely. But, but God, that time is too late. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We, who needs you to be like, nobody's going to give you an opportunity without you being a solution. And so we want to be put on the platform before we develop. But we have to develop the thing. We have got to commit to be uh, to tapping into the wisdom, to being developed, to going through the process, to not despise the days of small beginnings. Like we have to be committed to every step. We serve a God who values every jot and every tittle, and we have to do the same. Every step-by-step-by-step by step by step process, we have to value the same things, especially if we want him to use us. Because he is going to use us for his purpose. So why would we think that God would use us um, 
if we are wanting to do something that's contrary to the way that he does things. Right. Right. We, we don't use things. We don't use tools that are contrary to the way that we do something. Right. And it's so interesting because I think a lot of times the world, like, we keep trying to fix something that's broken the same way that's caused it to be broken. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so God is giving us new thought, new ideas, new things, because sometimes there needs to be a new way to do some of these things. And so my question to you guys, like, have you ever felt like the Lord was pushing you, not pushing you, but uh, putting something in you or giving you instruction to do something, or you felt an urge to do something new, to do something fresh, and you had no clue of why? You had no clue of where that could fit. You had no clue of, of what the next step is. He just, if that's you, just hit the, hit the thumbs up or the heart button and say, yeah, I'm in that number. There's some things that God is speaking to me that I have no idea um, what the next step is. I just know that it's God, and I know that there's something bigger on the other side. If that's you, just hit that like button or hit that heart button. And I think that the hearts and the likes that we see, especially based on this question, are, are, are things that we are going to take um, to prayer because we want to pray for you guys. We believe in especially, you know what I mean, the people that are connected to us that we know you and even the people that don't. We genuinely believe that the Lord is moving on the hearts of people. And we know that God is um, birthing innovation in people and he's, he's um, encouraging us to be courageous and to stay outside of the box and to do unconventional things and that's really even while we're even doing this show right it was a, a faith step for us to do it because we were like god <laughs> like i don't know who's gonna watch who's gonna care who's gonna whatever whatever but you know um this is a part of our faith journey and we want to partner with you on your faith journey so um we are already past our time for tonight let but, me say let me say one more thing. Um, when you take, when you obey God, sometimes after you obey God, it seems like all hell breaks loose. Almost every time I feel. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it feels like, God, you told me to go right. And why am I getting all this hate? Why am I, why am I running into this storm? Why? Like, I'm just trying to obey you. I'm minding my own business. I didn't ask anybody's opinion, but somebody got something to say, and you should do this, and you should do that, and all this kind of stuff, and things get hard, and, like, it seems like it's almost going to take you out. I want you to know that is normal. That's right. <laughs> you are in the just zone. Because, just because you run into resistance after you say yes to God or obey God, it does not mean that you're out of the will of God. Most... I'm telling you, nine times out of 10, it means that you are absolutely in the will of God. And because I want to say this too, real quick, real quick. When you hit that resistance, so oftentimes we're like, oh, you know, it's the devil. It's the devil fighting you because he don't want you to do whatever, whatever. But the Bible says that um, our God is a refining fire. And sometimes the heat that we feel from obeying God is not the enemy. It is the refiner's fire that is transforming us into gold. It is the refiner's fire. And sometimes we are misreading the, 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 the season. We're misreading our situation and we're fighting the devil. And it's the Lord's heat that we are feeling right here because he is transforming us. Absolutely. And sometimes it is the enemy. Sometimes it's both. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so because the Bible says that when the word is sown, that persecution comes because of that word, right? Because at the end of the day, the thing, listen, the things that you're doing, yes, God is refining us and God is getting us ready and God is doing all of these things, but he's getting us ready so that we can be a blessing and a deliverer and a healer for someone else. 
And so the enemy does not want to give up territory. He does not want to give up those that he's already in prison. And so the fight is so that we can release other people so that they can begin to walk into their purpose and walk into their, their place. You are needed. Your skill sets are needed. Your talent is needed. Your devotion to God is needed. Like God knows how to use everything to communicate and to minister who he is even in our weakness he's ministering even in our struggle he's ministering even when we fumble uh, the ball or we we fall down and we stumble or whatever he knows how to redeem that as well and so i want to encourage you sometimes you may say like there's been times where i'm like forget this there's been times i've been mad at god there's been times that i've, I've said things that i shouldn't say that i can't say on here like all kinds of things but like <laughs> god knows and he's like it's okay i'm with you let's get up let's move forward because every time you get up you take more ground that's true. So next time you get into that place, you know what to do or or you know how to handle it better or or what have you, you have more compassion. God is always teaching us. And so I just want to encourage you. Some of you, you're like, man, I said yes to God, but it seems like it got hotter. I said yes to God, but it seems like, man, it's tougher or whatever. And God is like, he's like, yeah, I got you on this wheel. I'm breaking some things off of you. And then the enemy's trying to capitalize too. Like I'm bagging out of two or whatever. But like God is making sure that he is producing out of you greatness. And that is the image of himself. Amen to that. So we are way over time. We are over time. Thank you, honey. So, Has this been helpful, guys? Yeah. Um, yes. If you guys have any thoughts or, or comments, please leave them down there. If you're watching this on the replay, um, please leave those comments because we all learn from that. And we go through every comment. If you have prayer requests, leave them there or DM us, uh, put it in our inbox send us a direct message and we promise to pray over those things or what have you. Um, but yeah, if this is helpful um, or if there's things that you wish we would touch on a little bit more, or you have specific questions, uh, put it in there uh, so that we can deal with that because we absolutely believe in you. God right. believes in you. And sometimes it seems like people don't believe in you and it's not that they don't, they just don't get you. They just don't get it because their like their pursuit is different, and they're and sometimes they I'm not gonna say that, but like they just don't understand what God is doing on the inside of you. But I'm telling you, we believe like as far as rain raining in life and all of these things. Like Candace and I, like we wish that we had the support um, when we were going through some of this stuff. So we understand, but we are here to say, listen, we're going to walk with you through it. Some things we can't block for you. I wish we could, but we will help you through it. We'll pray you through it. We'll, we'll, we'll hold your hand as much as we can. We'll push you through it and encourage you through it because God has greater for you on the other side. That's right. That's right. So if you guys are not following us on Facebook, if you don't have notifications for when our show is every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time, if you're in Bermuda, it's 9 p.m. Atlantic time. If you're in California, it is five o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So make sure that you're logging in on Mondays. And honestly, if you have prayer requests, we definitely want to get those from you because we do spend time praying over the show. We do spend time praying over our viewers and we know that people need encouragement and yeah. we want to be that encouragement for you so reach out to us and we will definitely definitely reach back out to you um dear you mentioned the question of the day the question of the day and you changed it up and i thought it was i thought it was brilliant um the question of the day that we want to leave with you all we want you to leave comments below what do you want god to do in your life what do you want God to do in your life? And um, if you have never put that into words, we want to encourage you to put that into words because that is even a step of faith by articulating it and putting it out there. And every um, post that we see, we are going to connect our faith with yours and we are gonna pray for you that the Lord um, continues to do the good work that he has started in you. Amen. 
Amen. So you guys have a great night. Thanks for joining us. And we will see you next week. Amen. Lord, we just bless this time. We bless those that are watching. Father God, those that are endeavoring to pursue you because they are saying it's worth it, even though it's hard, even though the sacrifice has been great. Lord God, some of feel like they're sacrificing their time and their family and all kinds of things. But God, I thank you that you promise to restore unto us the time uh, that the canker worm has eaten, the palm worm has eaten, Lord God. I thank you that you are redeeming the time. I thank you, Lord God, that there's no sacrifice that is so great. We can never out-sacrifice your blessing. And so, God, I just pray right now that you would bring peace. Lord God, you would bring instruction. Lord God, you would bring a refreshing and a rest to those, Lord God, and that you will help them to walk this thing out step by step by step. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray that there would be a wind of your spirit that would, a tailwind that would push them uh, further along easier in the name of Jesus. Even this week, God, let them have divine connections, divine encounters. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Peace. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share with a friend. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact us at lifewiththelambs at gmail.